Hey, I'm Luis. And I'm Luis. And you're listening to the Content is Profit podcast. So how do businesses and creators like us who did not cheat with hacks and tactics and don't want to be stuck in the content wheel of death, how do we build a modern media team and profit from our content? In this creator's economy, pre-filled templates and content calendars have become the solution for those that are not willing to put in the work and build a real business. Those that get rewarded are the ones that create and control their process. Content can be a distraction or your biggest lever. Here, you learn to develop the systems to create consistently, build trust with your audience, and get the attention of those that are willing to give you money. Go to contentsprofit.com to get started today and join the community oh yeah fancy let's go that is hey. right and today tell me we have me. an incredible episode we're going inside of the mind of legendary entrepreneur rich Schaefer. strategic profits creating demand and billion dollar testimonials Ooh, oh this hey, is gonna be i'm w- ready i am ready this is what we call hashtag juicy juicy let's go hey <laughs> fancy before we get started though do we have a sponsor today indeed we do thank you for okay. asking oh. you sir you're welcome you're and welcome. today's sponsor is your own the biz bros with content momentum yes this podcast is possible thanks to content momentum if you're looking to multi-purpose your podcast or video content and turn it into profit make sure to go and slide in the dms at biz bros co on facebook and instagram we want to help you out that's right guys and go ahead and follow the show on your favorite platform because every tuesday thursday and saturday incredible lessons are coming your way for you to take action and crush and get that momentum that is right and if today's guest help you move one step closer to your goal please don't forget to share it because you might be doing the same exact thing for somebody else and of course, leave a five-star review. Thank you. Oh, legendary episode alert. The first time we heard about today's guest was from a video recommendation from Russell Branson. The video blew our minds. The processes. Efficacy. Efficacy, is that how you say it, Fonsi? Yeah, yeah, efficacy. And personality caught our attention. That is right. Today's guest is one of the internet marketing pioneers. He has been the coach of heavy hitters like Russell Bronson, Ryan Dice, and member of the Content is Profit family, Todd Brown. You better have your pen and paper ready. That's right. He has also generated billions of dollars for clients, created the first viral free business report, and invented the first automated webinar in 2009. Yes, you have guessed correctly. Today's guest is a total legend. That's right. Let's just bring him on. Please welcome founder of Strategic Profits, the creator of the automatic webinar, and new content is profit family member rich what's up rich welcome uh glad to be here happy to be here with you guys <laughs> thank you man i, pre- I appreciate yeah. it uh we're extremely excited to to dig into into your head i mean i've been like literally binge watching your content for the past month or so and uh th- it, it's it's been it's been Incredible. Again, I think we're towards the youngest crowd, you know, because you've been in the business for quite a while now. And uh, and I'm like, what's happening? We're, you know, finding the OGs. Yeah, Rich, let me tell you the first video that I saw from you. It was an old video that you had in YouTube. Russell recommended it. It was how to read fast. I think that was the (laughs) title of it. It blew my mind. (laughs) The process that you had on how you consume information digested with the purpose of actually putting it in action not not just passively highlighting things and leave the book you know um stored away but you actually consuming it and reading it to help your clients right and it just blew my mind i was like wow if if i could do that right and at that moment it was i will do that right if if he can do it that is proof that it can be done right so i'm extremely curious to know where did your journey of wanting to help other businesses grow how did that start it um well i would say that i've always been fascinated by business first right and so uh you know that ever since like a very early age and that like what i realized for myself 
was that uh, entrepreneurship was really important to me because it allowed me to have two things that were really important to me. Uh, the freedom to be myself, to express my thoughts, my concerns, my feelings, you know, mm -hmm. self-expression and just freedom in general. And those were the two things that for me really drew me to uh, wanting to be an entrepreneur, you know, first and foremost. Um, when I first started coaching was back in like 2004 or um, yeah, like 2004. And that was primarily because I had helped a bunch of friends and I enjoyed helping mm -hmm. a bunch of friends. And so that just led one thing led to another. Yeah. I then like in my 40s, I went through a midlife crisis and wasn't really sure what I wanted to do next. And I like really was exploring a lot of different things. And um, what I came across this idea that like, um, I don't, I haven't seen it written about really anywhere, but I believe it to be the case. Um, which is, is that like, well, let me separate the idea from like p information about it. Um, Werner Erhard is, uh, someone who I've studied a lot of his stuff. Werner Erhard is the founder of Est and Landmark and a bunch mm -hmm. of stuff. And he created a leadership course to give himself some more like academic, um, acceptance, I guess. And um, part of the leadership course, he talks about how um, we look at great people and we think that we're not them. What we don't realize is, is that um, what allows a person to transcend how they wound up being to being great is a cause committed bigger than themselves, right? They've committed mm -hmm. to a cause bigger than themselves because until you commit to a cause that is bigger than yourself, then you won't rise above yourself, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, like this is probably a crappy example, but like Martin Luther King, right, was committed to like, you know, civil liberties, right? Yeah. And um, and he might have woken up certain days with a headache, but his cause was bigger than his headache, right? Like, yeah. so he pressed on. If he was just doing it for himself, then maybe if he has a headache, he doesn't do it anymore. And so for me to now answer your story, answer the question a little bit more directly, um, I had a kind of crazy childhood and mm -hmm. um, I was not given that much freedom. I was like locked in a room for long periods of time. I didn't have a voice, like no one was really there to hear me. Mm -hmm. And so, what um the same draw for entrepreneurship for me like why i was like why it appealed to me is the same thing that i felt that i didn't have as mm -hmm. a child and um and i have thought this through and i have experienced it for myself that there's nothing more powerful like as far as like a source of like passion, productivity, et cetera, to tap into yeah. than to feel as if you are giving the world something that you were deprived yourself um, because that becomes very real to you. And so for me, that's like the story behind the story, right? Of what powers me and what drives me today yeah. is more that than anything else that I'm committed to giving other people the ability to have that freedom to like to live their life on their own terms and to be able to speak their truth, no matter what it is, yeah. um, because they're not dependent on anyone or anything that might restrain them. Absolutely. Wow. I, I think that th that is very relatable, honestly, obviously to a different scale, but now that helps me put together why people are so passionate about, you know, sharing and trying to help others build and achieve something that they struggled with, right? And is that, what is that cause that is going to help me rise above, that is going to help me wake up in the morning? And I actually wrote down here, kind of like, how do we find that? How do people become so intrinsically motivated to not depend on, you know, oh, I have to get up just because I have this certain stuff in my to-do list, but because I want to actually go out there and crush the, you know, the world, just go out there and, and take it over. So how do people keep that intrinsic fire? Exactly. And the easiest place to look at is their own childhood and what they felt they were deprived of. Mm. Wow. Yeah.
Yeah, I remember uh, listening to to Russell and they were talking about greed and how greed can be a starter for entrepreneurs, as in I need the money, I want the money, right? And, you know, I'm sure many of us and many listening to the show have been in that position. Certainly we were when we first started our business, right? We we started printing right. stickers out of the garage and vinyl stickers and printing T-shirts, right? Yep. And we we're like, we're going to be millionaires, right, doing this. And then all of a sudden we're like in the garage, 90 degree weather in Florida, printing <laughs> 300 degree, you know, T-shirts. And we're we're like, that's no, no, <laughs> yeah, definitely. No. We, there's a, there's a big lesson there. And we're like, oh, okay. You know, maybe, you know, that motivation is misplaced because it's not allowing us to keep going. Right. So we started exploring by doing, right. We started working with different local right. businesses and, and finally, like we were chatting off camera, right. And this show has, we were able to find that through the show, right. We were able to, to share so many stories, have these conversations. And on the, on the back, we also help people do, do that. Like, how do we actually do that and put it into the world? So thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you for, for, for being vulnerable about it. Now you've been in the space for quite a while. You've been here for, for a few years. You've yeah. coached some incredible people out there, right. Uh, is there we've been like so into frameworks in the past year, right? Our whole system is based off a framework. Have you found a consistent framework on how people over all these years separates them from, you know, a company or a good company to a great company? Like, is there like a formula where it's like, you know, is it like these three steps that we can, you know, dive into, but what are some of these differentiators that over, how can a company survive that long? Right. Right. Yeah. Well, I'd say the first thing is that, um, let's see, where do we want to start with this? <laughs> I would say that the, uh, the first thing is that, um, you want ask, well, okay. Ask me the question again, just okay. so that I make sure I'm answering it. Yeah. So we, we can reframe it to a little bit of, you know, maybe yeah. where we come from. So let's say we have people that are tackling a side hustle, that their dream is to actually build a sustainable right. company over time, right? We, we tackle a little bit of the intrinsic. How do we actually keep the fire internally going, right? But after that gets going, there's going to be a few elements coming our way, you know, processes, teams, different things that come in. Right. So over the last 20 years, is there a framework that a company maybe in their early years can start to follow to make sure that we that we continue over the years? Keeping in mind that our intrinsic yeah. motivation is right there. Yeah. So a couple things. One that like the first thing I'd say is, is that, you know, um, so when I started coaching back in like the early 2000s, like online business growth at that time, like I was the first business coach uh, online. And um, so a lot of the things that I taught back then have kind of made it into everybody's stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, which, you know is the way that, you know, there's stuff of mine that I've taught that I learned from people before me too. So mm -hmm. it is what it is. The, but some of the things have not, right? So, so I've always taught people to like how to identify, isolate and leverage their strengths. And pretty much mm -hmm. everybody teaches that now. So there's nothing that special like to share about that. I might have a unique way, but yeah, whatever. Um, one thing though, that a lot of people like, it's the other side of that, which mm -hmm. I've used extensively for a lot of my clients, but I don't really see it taught anywhere. And that is, is like getting clear about who you are as the entrepreneur mm -hmm. that like, I find that most entrepreneurs design and build a business around some entrepreneur that doesn't exist, like some mythical entrepreneur that they hope yeah. to be one day mm -hmm. as opposed to who they really are. So like, for example, I have like horrible ADD and, um, and so I'm at my best and produce at my best when I'm under a lot of pressure to get it done because there's a big deadline, like hanging right over my head. I can't create a course, like go somewhere and create it and then bring it back because it'll never get done. So I built my business with that in mind, like how does a perfectionist that has a hard time, like finishing stuff, how can he create a course and how can his company like grow and build from that if that's the reality, right? Yeah. And so in that particular case, like I always wrote a report that like cleared the way for certain beliefs to be in place, right? Mm -hmm. For that would be necessary for my product to be desirable. 
And then I would go and sell the coaching program. Then I would go deliver it like in real time, creating and delivering, getting feedback, right? And then I would, you know, have when I was done, I'd have the course done, right? And getting yes. paid all the way through. And also like, it was the same with like, I'm not that money motivated. So creating like a very lucrative, like um, employee uh, profit sharing system that we used to have, which now that we're growing again, because I took a bunch of years off. Um, yeah. Now that we're growing again, like I got to put that back in place. But it's realizing that like I am not change is very difficult. If you're going to build your business based on you being something different than who you are today, mm. odds are is that you won't be different than who you are today. And therefore, your business will fail. There was a famous book called uh, Change or Die. Mm. And it was written by this uh, uh, well-recognized cardiologist. And he was talking about like that when given the option, you either change or die, 90% don't change. And, mm. um, and so, you know, the ideal scenario is you're designing a business that can be successful based on who you are right now, not on who you hope to be one day. Right. Yeah. And so that's like, that's very present for me. And, and, I, I mean, what I mean by that is, is that like, if I were sitting down with an entrepreneur today, no matter where they are, no matter who they are, that would be one of the first things I'd be looking at. Yeah. I'd be looking at like any place where they feel like they're disappointing their business. Odds are that their business is not properly designed around who they are. And therefore that disappointment is based on them trying to be something other than who they are mm -hmm. and their business relying on them being something other than what they are. And so that creates a lot of friction. So I would say that's first and foremost. The next I would say is understanding value, right? Mm -hmm. Like you really need to, like, I, I, I mean, I, I tend to like um, kind of reduce things down to like maybe the extremes, but like, yeah. you know, you either are the best choice for your customers, for some group of people out there in the world. I mean, the internet's a big place. There's 7 billion people on the planet. Yeah. Uh, you're either the best choice for some of those 7 billion people, or you're hoping to find the stupid people in your market that don't know any better. And mm. that's not any way to build a business, right? So who can you really be the absolute best solution for yes. you need to come up with someone and the world's a big place right so there's lots of options there and i would say like the framework that i've always liked uh is that is to get really clear about you know what you want out of your life what you and therefore what you want out of your business what you believe your prospects want out of their life and what they want out of the relationship with you yeah and and what can you give them that's going to give them you know What's going to be the transaction that you're going to give them that they're going to then give you the life that you want and that how that gets executed, right, is basically like your profit, right? Like your profit engine of your business. Yeah. And what I like entrepreneurs to do is to list out every single task that is required for that profit model to operate mm. and to put it on a mind map. And then color code that mind map based on who's responsible for it. Mm -hmm. And when you're first starting out, then there's only one color on the mind map and that's your color. Yeah. Uh, the goal of business is to get your color completely off the mind map so that your business can execute its profit model without any input from you. Mm. And that's really the, like that's the path towards freedom, right? The path towards mm. freedom is getting your color off of the uh, mind map. And I think that that, you know, depending on someone's growth curve, it might be different. But generally, when you're first starting out, you're hiring generalists, you're trying to get the most amount of coverage, yeah, right, like for the most amount of jobs with the least amount of people. And then as your business grows, right, some of those people are going to become specialists, you're going to get specialists in the roles that actually drive revenue, right? Yeah. And so I'd say that, um, yeah, there's no like, you know, uh, I don't have like a anything clear. I don't have a clearer framework than that. Like just add some magic seeds and water and your business grows or I, something like that. But I, uh, I, I yeah. love that. Just I mean, 
what I'm listening are principles, right? You're talking about these principles of gaining clarity on who you are, what type of entrepreneur you are and how you can help the best group of people, right? I mean, yeah. finding your who, who you're going to serve the best, right? That's going to be your, your differentiator right there that people want to go with you, not just having any mediocre business, right? And then I love the fact that you kind of gave me five right there. Like build this mind map. All the colors are going to be your color at first. And the goal is for you to remove that color completely from the mind map. I, I actually love that. I've never seen it painted like that in, in such a specific way, right? It's like, huh, I'm actually going to go and do this exercise right after this conversation <laughs> yeah. to see, you know, where our color is all plastered in the, in the mind map. But going back to point one, the clarity, right? I know you did a, a live stream actually a few days ago about the courage to be disliked. And yeah. that, that is one of my favorite books. It's, it's so freaking good. I remember when I read it, I was like, first, my first thought was like, oh, this is narrated in a, in a weird way, right? Like this dialogue, uh, a parable, right? And then I immediately just caught my attention. I was like, wow. It's, it made me realize the power that I have and the power that nobody has over me, right? It's just mm -hmm. everything change just depends over me. And you recommended this book now, Change or Die, right? There's a phrase that a lot of people use that is like, you're either growing or you're dying. And one of our mentors says your business grows to the extent that you do. You're com always evolving, sure. always changing into that best possible entrepreneur that you can be. So my question to you is, how, how do people gain this clarity, right? Like, what do they need to do to gain this clarity? Because at first, it might be blurry. I And I, I say this from just my personal journey, yeah. right? Because I, I did sit at first and try to think about this. Like, okay, where do I want to go? And mm -hmm. honestly, at first, it was just that need of, hey, I want to make money to help my parents back in Venezuela, right? It's like, how can we bring them here to the States? I was like, goal number one. And as you do this, you start, I feel like the process starts changing you and you start obviously consuming information from di different sources, right? Getting exposed to entrepreneurs just like yourself and your beliefs starts being challenged, right? But how do we make a decision on this is it, this is how I'm going to be and this is the path I'm going to stuck with for the long term, right? Because again, we need success is not just one big step taken once, but is a consistently set of smaller steps taken in the long term. So how can we find that clarity? Well, I think, you know, it requires thinking, uh, for one, which I find a lot of people don't spend enough time doing, right? <laughs> I write in it. I've written in my journal. I have a journal. I write in my journal. I've written in my journal for over like 30 years. Wow. And I find that that's where I do most of my thinking. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I, I need pen and paper and I need to like kind of like slowly kind of marinate over certain thoughts or questions or what have you. Um, so I think it comes by being out in the world. It, like you can only get so far just meditating on stuff, just thinking about stuff, yeah. even though that's important. You also have to be in motion, be in action. Now, you know, I have like a little bit, different way of looking at certain things just based on my own personal experience. Like, you know, when I was younger, um, I used to be really fat and I thought that if I got thin, life would be like fantastic, right? Like yeah. if, if I just got in shape, if I just got a six pack, then all my problems would be gone. And, you know, shockingly, uh, that did not happen. I got the <laughs> six pack, but all my problems did not go away. And um, I tend to I went through, uh, like I said earlier, like this midlife crisis when I was in my early 40s. And I went through this midlife crisis because I had already achieved everything that I had set, like as goals for my life. And I wasn't happy. Mm -hmm. um, and so that kind of presented a problem for me because like. I now had nothing to go after mm. because I didn't think anything was going to get me happy that like I had 
thought that I would do certain things and because I did certain things, I'd get certain things. And then those things that I got would ultimately make me happy. And I got the things that I thought I wanted, but, and I was happy for like a week or two every time I got something, but not overall. Yeah. And so for me, I then really questioned like, well, what's the purpose of a goal? Like if, if when I achieve it, like it really doesn't move the needle for me mm. for any length of time. And, you know, I'm not suggesting that like the way I see it is the way everyone should see it. But this is what like what I did was like, OK, well, if pursuing a goal is kind of silly because when I achieve it, it doesn't do anything for me, then maybe like I'll have no goals. That didn't work at all. <laughs> um, so then I started thinking more about it and I kind of like reflected back in my journal, like to the times when I felt most alive, most present, most engaged in life. And um, all of those times were what they had in common, even though they might have been very varied. Uh, what they all had in common was, is that I was in pursuit of something mm-hmm. like there was something that I wanted and I was going after it. And that like, you know, it's like the reason why it's a cliche, right? That it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. Like that's a cliche, but it's a cliche because it's true. And unfortunately, most of us have to learn that the hard way. Like we won't believe that money is not the solution to everything until we have enough. And we realize that it's not really the solution to everything. And same with everything else, that there is no achievement of any goal that's going to (laughs) like give you long-term fulfillment. Yeah. So for me personally, these days, um, I evaluate my goals based on whether they excite me to take action today. If they don't excite me to take action today, then I don't see the purpose of it because it's not like when I achieve it, anything's going to change. So for me, the way I look at my goals is the only reason to have a goal is that it gets me out of bed and gets me to take action. And as long as it's getting me out of bed and taking positive action right like you know yeah there could be negative actions but as long as it's, then it's fulfilling its role right absolutely and um and part of my responsibility is to know what i want and to be aware of what to notice for which i think a lot of people also kind of overlook right like i like there's a, where do you guys live in florida by the way we're uh we're in jacksonville jacksonville florida north okay. florida uh-huh i'm yeah. in delray um, oh, but, uh, I said I'm in Delray beach. So just further South, <laughs> the, um, but, uh, you know, I, like, I like this one show forensic files and like with forensic files, right. The police come to the scene of the crime and they're looking for clues, right? They're looking for clues that will then lead them to who did the thing, but they're not going there looking who did the thing. They're looking for clues that will lead them to who did the thing. Right. Mm-hmm. So, like in your day-to-day experience, what clues are you on the lookout for that you know will lead you to the things that you most want? Most people, if they even know what it is they want, which, mm. you know, some do, some don't, but if they do, then very few of those people even know what they should be looking for. And, you know, life is much more, I heard, I don't know if this is true or not, but I heard that like, Navy SEALs and uh, special forces types uh, um, officers, uh, you know, et cetera, like in training, they will have to do they'll have to go on a run with like a 20 or 30 pound sack on. And the thing is, is that they have no idea how long the race is or where exactly they're going. And so is this a five mile race? Is this a 20 mile race? Like, is it like, you know, what obstacles are going to be? are we going to come up against and life is very much like that like each day you don't really know what your day-to-day is going to like what's going to come up and you know the and therefore like being clear about what you should notice like what is the big question that you want to get answered today if you get the opportunity to ask it um etc like i find that most entrepreneurs are pretty weak there yeah. So it's like, you know, I would, when I first started coaching, I was coaching so many people. I was so busy, right. That like, I didn't have, a, like, I couldn't, couldn't spend a lot of time with my clients. And so like, I, it was their responsibility to like, I gave 
each client of mine had a half an hour of my time every two weeks. And it was their responsibility to come into that half an hour call knowing exactly what they needed, what they wanted me to answer, what yeah. they wanted to be different. Like by the time that call was done, uh, not my responsibility. Like my responsibility was just to show up on the call. That's yeah. it, right? Like it's their responsibility to come with the questions, to know what they want, yeah. to know like what they want advice on. And uh, because like if they can't do that, the odds of them being successful are pretty slim. So uh, mm. oftentimes like that first coaching call for most people would be a little bit of a shit show. And then <laughs> from there, like it would, they would get better because they'd get clearer about like what it is they want, what it is they need. Like, yeah. you know, a lot of times people would end up doing a lot of the heavy duty thinking that they probably should have always been doing, but didn't start doing until like the night before they knew they were talking to me the next day. And <laughs> now they needed to make sure they got their money's worth from the time with me. So yeah. I'd say that, you know, it's really about one, being out in the world as much as possible to to know what it is that you're looking for and to think that through like what are clues that i might be heading in the right direction or wrong direction yeah and then i would say the last thing is um to be willing to articulate it as often to as many people as frequently as possible like i've often thought that like I, I could create a 30 day course that where people only had to do three things. And I believe that like in 30 days, their life would be very different. Mm -hmm. And the first thing would be to share the vision of what it is they're trying to create in their business. Like what's the, what is that yeah. like cause that they're committed to that bigger than themselves. Right. And if they were to share that daily, um, they would get better at sharing it. And by the time 30 days had gone by, they'd probably get good enough that it would actually be engaging to other people as well. Yeah. Right. Like, Absolutely. and uh, so if you shared your vision every day with someone, if you took an action to make that vision come true every day and you made a request of someone to help you get to that vision faster. Right. And so generally you can combine one and three, right. Share mm -hmm. your vision and then make a request. Uh, in 30 days, your business would be very different. Yeah. Um, and the way you would articulate it would be very different. And yeah. and so it, I, I think it comes with uh, being out in the world, doing these things, and constant checking in to kind of make sure that your brain is still working on it, right? Yeah. Like like that. You know, the the I you know when I've in my journal. Sometimes when I'm trying to work something out, I'll do what's called sentence stems, right? Where I'm coming up with five answers to the end of a sentence. Like if I wanted to be 5% more productive today, I would, and then what? And then I'll come up with five answers and I'll do that every day, like five answers a day, right? And at the end of the week, I'll have 35 answers and I'm, I'll look for any answers that like I feel are, maybe I should be doing this, right? And it's not so much like, it's like gratitude training, right? You, yeah. uh, we have a Slack channel uh, at Strategic Profits where employees are supposed to, for the first 30 days, like be religious about it. Then it's up to them whether they want to continue. And, uh, you know, it's one thing that we're happy for in our personal life, one thing that we're happy for in our work life, and one thing that we're happy about about ourselves. And, you know, there's all this research that shows that, like, gratitude and d doing that and what you're grateful for, like really can make you more optimistic, make yeah. you happier, make you more productive, et cetera. But the reason it does that is, is that it's cueing your awareness to look for things like in your day to day, right? Like yeah. it's not, it's not just the exercise. It's the fact of what impact that exercise has on you as you go out into the world. Right. Absolutely. And it's that awareness that's changing. And so it's the same thing here. Like if you're priming yourself with what it is you should be noticing for each day to create your, like to turn your business vision into a reality, right? Like you're just more likely to spot more connections, to, to see more opportunities, et cetera. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, I, hopefully that makes sense. Oh, uh, that uh, makes so much sense. By the way, Fonsi's about to run out of his notepad over here. So, yeah. you know, thank God I got the iPad ready, but here's, um, First of all, thank you. I mean, there's there's a few frameworks that 
our mind is thinking like that. We're mm -hmm. like, okay, you know, step one, step two, step three, right? Like, okay, how can we? And and I love the way that you simplify and then share share the story. But I wanna I wanna highlight something because it's part of our journey. Like where where you said, okay, share your vision, take action on that vision, right? And then request um, to get the vision faster, right? Um, you mentioned like, okay, how can we how can we move this on along? And and when we look back at our at our journey before continuous profit was a thing, before the show was a thing that we will publish three times a week. We started with right. an internal challenge of going live for 45 days because we were sitting down in this meeting, right? And with a, a few business owners and we're showing the system, right? And this guy goes and like, well, what's your stuff, right? Like, it's, that's cool that you guys do with our client, but where is yours, right? And maybe today I would have right. answered that a little bit different, but we're like, okay, how can we increase the frequency? How can we put our message out there? Because we were trying to discover that one message. What is the one thing, like you mentioned earlier, that we are the masters right. at, right? And we're like, okay, we have this process, going back to you know the, the conversation we have with Todd, the one process we call the M2M, right? Differentiated, right. how to create the man, by the way, huge fan of that segment that, that you share. But we decided, okay, let's do this every single day so we can increase the frequency. We get better at the message, right? And guess what? After 15 days, the results came. We landed our first six-figure six client ever, ever. Mm -hmm. and, and it was because consistency worked, right? So yeah. as you're telling this story, right. here's my here's my testimonial to you, Rich. It does work, right? It does work. So for those that are listening, you know, what is that one thing that you want to that you wanna go execute and, and do the vision, right? And guess what? We did it a second time. Same thing. It worked. We did it a third time when we launched the show. It worked. Again, so, you know, go back. I think it's on minute, um, a minute 30. 30 and 31 of, of the show and re-listen really to those steps because if you execute, it does happen. We're the living proof of it. As you were explaining, I'm like, that is exactly what, what we did, but it came out of a place of a lot of pain. So, you know, just by listening to this conversation with you, I think a lot of people can, you know, either bypass that or shortcut that just a tiny bit to have their, their momentum and, 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 and results. So, Thank you for uh, for sharing that. I don't know, Fonzie, if you have yeah. any other... I, I just want to add the fact that, and I'm not quoting literally here, but you said pretty much the only certain thing in life is uncertainty, <laughs> right? But yeah. all the things that you share right now, right? The, the actually thinking, right? The articulate often, being in motion, be aware. These are elements that we can easily actually include in our life to prime yourself to somewhat of, you know, kind of like crafting our own uncertainty, right? You said gratitude starts bringing that awareness to you. So now the uncertain is not as uncertain because now you're starting to see all these elements coming into your life that are going to help you achieve that goal that you have set out for yourself, mm -hmm. right? And I just find this so incredible because it all starts with, thinking right and you put it yeah it starts with thinking and it's also you know you tapped on something there that like i've talked about a lot like in the past and that is is that um that you know like people would sometimes come to me like after i was speaking and they'd say to me like hey i'm interested in joining your coaching program i'd be like great um well if i join today mm -hmm. like how much will i be making in six months from now and I'm like, I don't know if you'll be making any money in six months from now. Like, I, like, I, ha like, I don't know what your business is. I don't know, like, what kind of person you are. I don't know whether you're smart or stupid. I don't know whether you'll come up with a winning idea or not. Like, you know, I mean, how can I know that? And what I realize is, is that there are a lot of people who will tell them an exact number, right? Which to me is like the biggest crock of BS that I've ever heard of. Yes. And it's also kind of like, tr it's not a question that a real entrepreneur asks because nobody can answer that question for you. Mm -hmm. And so I've always labeled that as the illusion of security, right? Like joining a coaching program because they promise you you're going to make 10,000 a month or 20,000 a month is no different than getting a job and like thinking that you're going to like never get fired. Like you're, you're, you're outsourcing your security. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, in the one sense, you're outsourcing it to someone who's willing to make you a promise for exchange for money. And the other one, you know, is whatever. So, yeah. you know, the so if that's the truth, right, if the path, the entrepreneurial path 
is walking down an uncertain road, which I believe it is, um, then how can you walk down that confidently? Yeah. Like understanding that you're walking down a road that is uncertain. How can you be not certain, but at least feel secure and confident in walking down that uncertain path? And that's about like inner resources, building yourself up and understanding the game that you're playing. Yeah. And, you know, that is like, if you recognize that no one can, as an entrepreneur, at the end of the day, it really like the cavalry isn't coming. No one's coming to save you. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if there's a problem in your business, odds are you're not going to find the perfect employee that's just going to solve it for you. That just generally doesn't happen. Right. Like, so you have to be willing to kind of walk down that road, knowing that shit's going to happen you're going to have to handle it because that's the way it is. And the more that you build those inner resources to, you know, to work within your skill set, to know what you're not good at, you know, et cetera, the more you can kind of make forward progress. And, you know, it's like just back to what we were talking about really like earlier on, because like Gary Vaynerchuk used to speak at my events like years and years and years ago before Gary Vaynerchuk was, the Gary Vaynerchuk, right? <laughs> and um, like, and um, one time when he, uh, uh, I think it was like back in early, uh, I think it was late 2007, early 2008 at one of my events. And, um, and he was telling people, he's like, look, uh, I don't care if you live in your parents' basement, mm. you hate people, you only wear green socks, and like he had one other thing and I don't even remember what the other thing was. Right. <laughs> He's like, there's at that time, 6 billion people on the planet. There are 6 billion people on the planet. There are other people who only wear green socks, who hate people who live in their parents' basement yes. and you could be their leader. Right. And so like, there's a truth to that. And, you know, at the end of the day, you're designing a business and back to what we were talking about, as far as like that mind map, like you're designing a business that, is a better system than other businesses are to get the outcome that the customer wants, right? Like, so like if we're going to do, if we're going to look at it in a very like business academic way, right? You have Netflix and you have Blockbuster. They both provide at home entertainment. What has to be done to enjoy that at home entertainment is different. Right. And so Netflix has a superior system for watching home entertainment. We're all in the business of something, right? And our business is a system for our prospects who want we want them to be customers to get that outcome, right? I'm not saying that if you design a better system, the world will be the path to your door because we know that's not true. That's why we have to learn marketing, right? But like, if you're not trying to make your business the best system out there, like you're also doing your customers a disservice in the long run, right? Because like marketing can only take you so far. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, so that I just wanted to kind of share that to kind of make sure that there's the right perspective on that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I I, I noticed a change of energy uh, (laughs) when we, when we, when you dove in into this uh, and I, 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 and I feel a lot of passion and I feel a lot of passion because in this online world that we live in, uh, there's a lot of like golden goose out there and it's like, is this really work? And we've had those questions, right? We recently last week, it's like, well, your system, how many leads is it going to get me? And I'm like, well, you know, <laughs> we guarantee you're going to have your time back. How many yeah. leads are you going to yeah. get with your time back? <laughs> right. So, yeah. it's, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and I love it. And I love this because, you know, we've been victims of it, right? Like I'm not, we're not going to lie. We've been victims the first yeah. few years of yep. that. We try to tackle this. We, we bit the bullet. Right. And, and we're like, man, like shiny object syndrome. Yeah. And it's, it, it's right? so- like, I mean, look, there's no reason to like, like when we go after customers, right. We don't want someone who's typing in like, make money online because they're too early in the process. Right. And Mm. look like you guys fell victim to it. I fell victim to it. It's not like if there is a magic button that you really could press that would make you a lot of money, like we would all be idiots not to try and find that button and press that button. And so like, I think for most of us, like we kind of have to get disappointed a few times to recognize yeah. that no yeah. one's willing, there is no magic button to be sold, let alone that no one's willing to sell it to us. There yeah. just isn't one. And, um, but yeah, I mean, I think that, 
you know, that's just a growing experience Absolutely. more so than anything else, right? Like you just have to recognize that over time. And some people have to kind of get disappointed a few times. I know I did. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, most people do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this just reminded me of something our, our mentor says is he always tells us there is no perfect stra strategy, just a relentless commitment to iteration. And when we realize that is that is just putting in the work on a consistent basis without deviating and just, mm. you know, mm. all the time. And that's what shiny object syndrome does. It's like people are just yeah. jumping from one spectrum to the other and don't give it enough time to actually see the results happening. Yeah. Um, and when that clicks, it's like focus. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I would say that like, it's, they, It's not only that they're jumping from thing to thing, but they're also asking themselves the wrong question, right? Mm -hmm. Like the, the a question that is a horrible question to ask yourself, which I think a lot of entrepreneurs ask themselves is what else can I do? And there's always a ton of other things that you could do, yeah. right? But just but that's the least strategic question you could ever ask because being strategic is about getting the most amount of output for the least amount of input. Right. Yes. And when you ask like, what else could I do? You're just asking like, what other inputs can I do? Right. As opposed to like, what's the least that needs to be done to get like the maximum of this outcome. <laughs> yeah. And that's a very different question than what else can I do? What else can I do? There's always going to be a lot of answers. Yeah. And just because you can do it doesn't mean you should be doing it. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. So, uh, Rich, yeah, yeah. This is resonated so much. We just laugh so big at this because what you just shared right now was literally what kickstarted the 45 live, which was also going on Facebook live, right? For 45 days in a row yeah. that led us to that first big deal that we had in our business. Yeah. Literally the question that we asked ourselves was what is the minimum amount of effort <laughs> that I can put in to have the right. biggest result when it comes to, publishing and putting our message out there yeah. and the answer came and it was facebook live let's just do facebook live for in 45 a, days yeah, in a row in our case rich uh i'm gonna just put this out in the universe we're gonna have to have you back a second time <laughs> just because we sure. i was like diving to go into a uh, demand creation i've been i've been like that yeah, that has really been like, more up the idea of content profit so we certainly will yes yeah. thank you thank you so i'm just gonna put it out there so as we wrap up the show you know uh i think the episode is full of action points so i'm just gonna yes. i'm just gonna make that out there go back to the episode and you know just grab what resonated with you and then go execute, right? So that's one. And then the last question we always ask uh, here is, where will you be if you did not publish, if you did not put your message out there? Um, where would I be? Jeez. Um, I'm not really sure where I'd be, to be honest with you. Um, you know, the... The gist of it is this, right? Like when I was coaching, I had, uh, I'd worked for Agora. I was already working for Agora. I had a project that was scheduled to start three months in the future. And I had just finished my last coaching group. Mm. And so I had this three month window where I had like nothing to do, uh, which that would be okay. But I also had no plans of making money like those three months, which that was not okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Because, uh, yeah, so so I had to figure out something to do. And I wanted to, so I thought about, like, what could I do these next three months? And it occurred to me that um, I could try to do, like, an 11-week version of the year-and-a-half coaching program mm. that I had taken a lot of people through. Mm. And But then the next problem was I didn't have an audience. And uh, because, like, I was really a behind-the-scenes player. Yeah. And so I decided to write a report and that report, my goal with it was like to share with people what I knew mm. that had led me to the conclusion that like it was a lack of business understanding that was holding most people back and mm. that if they knew more about how to grow a business, they would be more successful. But that was what I believed. That wasn't what my market believed. And so I wrote a report kind of sharing what I had experienced that had led me to that conclusion with the hope that other people would read it and come to yeah. the same conclusion. Yeah. And I was literally, and you know, this might sound like bullshit, but it's not like I was 
I was hoping when I was writing it, it was 30 pages long, 31 pages long. I was hoping when I was writing it that like I could get a dozen clients. If I got a dozen clients, like I would make like 60 grand because it was five grand back then. If I, for this 11 week thing, um, that would be great. That would cover me for the three months and then I'll do my big project and I'll make the real money. And, um, yeah, that report though was the internet business manifesto and it went mm-hmm. insanely viral and so instead of getting like a dozen customers or clients i got thousands and that's <laughs> what really created my business strategic profits so like i the, when my own personal life like my life story if i were to like graph it like or if it was going to be in a movie theater like part one would be pre the manifesto mm. part two would be post the manifesto because writing those 30 pages completely changed my life wow. like completely like you know it brought me millions of dollars within a couple of weeks it mm. made me go from unknown to being like the most known person in 2006 at that time in internet marketing yeah and like so i don't really know where i would be without publishing and you know our business grew primarily through those free reports like we didn't spend any money on advertising or anything else. It was just through the momentum of those reports. So I certainly wouldn't be where I am today without publishing. And I certainly, you could remove probably at least uh, two zeros after the, (laughs) uh, not on the cent side, but on the dollar side (laughs) uh, of my net worth, like without publishing, uh, it wouldn't have happened. So yeah, my life would be very different. I might be, cleaning windows like on uh, 42nd street or something like that, you know, like squeegee washer when someone gets a red light, if I didn't have uh, publishing. Yeah. Th- wow. th- thank you so much for sharing. And you know, uh, the impact that also that has created because everybody yep. that, you know, read that report and took action, you know, just imagine the hourglass effect that comes after that. So Rich, th- thank you so much for, for everything that you shared today. Where can people find you? Where can people connect with you? Where can people can learn more about you and your company? Yeah, sure. Um, they can check us out and on Facebook. We have a Facebook group called Strategic Profits that's free to join. And some of my best content is in there for free, even though it's like content that we charge for elsewhere. Um, I have an Instagram account, The Real Rich Sheffron, because uh, some black woman is Rich Sheffron. Then we also have a YouTube channel called Strategic Profits, and we do a uh, live stream twice a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays, Tuesdays from two to four Eastern Mm -hmm. Thursdays from six to eight Eastern Uh, do that in my Facebook group, Facebook live and on YouTube. Um, And uh, yeah, I'd love it if people uh, comment on this and they want me back, I'll be glad to come back. I'd love to tell you more about like how to create demand through content um, and would be happy to do that. Yes, absolutely. Thank you, Rich. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, Fonzie, anything else? It has been Uh, an incredible, great conversation. Can't wait to have you back, Rich. (laughs) And man, like the power in your words. I took so many notes. I'm going to actually think down and reflect on everything that we talk about today and have a clear action point for myself as well after this. And I I really appreciate it. And I want to encourage everybody to join the Facebook group. Again, like you said, those live streams are extremely valuable. You charge people to be with you, right? And this they get for free in your Facebook group. They access to you for free. Um, You know, I've been just a member only for the last few days. But I love the fact that you sit down in there and discuss the books that you're reading, right? And you discuss right. the, what's going on in your mind and the, in the strategies that you're implementing. So, yeah. so much value. Go and join the Facebook group right now, guys. Yeah. And thank you so much, Rich. Yeah. Really Rich, appreciate it. Anything else you want to add before we head out? No, just uh, look forward to talking to you guys again sometime soon. Awesome. All right, guys, with that said, thank you so much for tuning into the Contents Profit Podcast. Go ahead and follow the show <laughs> at Beast Brosco. I don't know what's happening. That we, Our minds were blown and is blown. yours was blown as well. Please don't forget to share this episode and, and leave a five-star review. Thank you. Bye, guys. <laughs>